Welcome to Motivation Central Station. I'm Grandpa Jim, been hanging out with the grandkids lately. The little granddaughter was over last night. She's just two months old and just cute and adorable. And we found out that yellow, bright yellow is her color. We took all kinds of pictures with her and they just popped, you know. So uh, shout out to all the grandparents out there. Uh, Shout out to everybody. Today, we're going to talk about some great stuff. I got some updates on the Stephen Avery, Brendan Dassey case, a little bit about Ghislaine Maxwell, and then we'll throw something positive in there for you. Uh, You know my podcasts are about being positive and improving your life in eight dimensions, your social wheel. Uh, I, I use something called the wellness wheel. You can Google them online, but I try to improve your social circle of your life, Your uh, help you attain the goals you want to achieve. Uh, we work on, are you living in a safe place? Are you wanting to improve your home, the environmental part of that wheel and also a physical part. How are you eating lately? I know with Corona, I'm a little upset with myself. So I'm going to be leaving town here. I'm going to practice what I preach. I am going to go on a little mini vacation and hopefully uh, I'm heading out to the Mississippi River and I'm hoping to do some uh, meditation podcast for you while I'm out there. And if you're into that sort of thing, I do have some Uh, meditations in my playlist here on Motivation Central Station. But I want to jump in on Ghislaine Maxwell a little bit because I don't have a lot about her, but I did a podcast on her that she was going to be punished pretty severely right off the get-go because Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, who was tied to Jeffrey Epstein and the documentary, Dr documentary uh filthy rich that was on was it on it no it was on netflix and uh you know their uh jeffrey epstein is a billionaire and a pedophile and chris uh galane galane is a pedophile as well and those two were together and they They did some dirty deeds with some of the most powerful people in the world because Ghislaine has run in that circle. Oh, man, do I need a vacation, don't I? (laughs) But Ghislaine had, uh, you know, grew up. Her father was a uh, media mogul in Europe, and then her... Her father, after he passed away, it was learned that he tried to scam. Well, he didn't try. He was scammed the pension for funds for all the people that worked for him. So these people worked for him for many, many years, and they're counting on retirement and that they would have money to live off of. And her father ended up taking that money and spending it elsewhere and left a lot of people holding the bags. So eventually she makes her way over to the United States because of all the shame and the harassment in Europe. She comes to America. She's used to living just this fabulous, crazy lifestyle and stumbles into Jeffrey Epstein, a financier here in the United States that did work for a guy named Leslie Wexler, who 
uh, owns the brand, some of the major brands in our culture here in America, uh, Victoria's Secrets and Jeffrey Epstein was really fascinated by that because that put him in contact with a lot of young models. And so uh, Jeffrey Epstein had his world, and I'm staring at a hummingbird right now. Quite awesome, I might add, as it hovers up and down like a helicopter. Pretty cool stuff. Ah, so anyway, but because I'm out on the front porch, kids, on the rocking chair. Uh, no, I don't have the rocking chair yet, but I will get one. Uh, so she uh, lives in these big circles. So the new news this week is that, you know, she's complaining in her Brooklyn jail cell that she, uh, federal jail cell, that she does not have a desk to work off of and, uh, you know, the right uh, stationery, I guess, a big pen and a... Uh, sticky notes or something aren't cutting the mustard for her. So I I, I thought right off the get-go, uh, we don't know if she'll spend time in jail because she hasn't gone to trial yet, but we know she is now. And so um, at least she's being somewhat penalized here till she goes to court. And that's most likely going to be next summer. I've, uh, you know, through my investigation of uh, you know found that out that uh, it should be sometime uh next summer and i'm sure the united states and the feds will try to drag that out even longer and uh, they're going to really want to um you know convict her to the highest degree of the law and a lot of cases a lot of careers rather can be made off of this case you know if you can uh, this is a worldwide international case, so the feds are going to really be trying to do their uh, line of work. And then there's a lot of theories floating around because there's so much money uh, that Epstein had and uh, that uh, maybe nothing happens because a lot of you know people that believe in conspiracy theories believe that these people, you know, it's all about the money and they'll get paid off. So... Uh, I want to jump into the Stephen Avery case. I want to give you an update on where that's at. And, you know, um, I'm a skeptic for sure on Brendan Dassey. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey, they uh, were featured in a, another Netflix documentary series uh, called Making a Murderer. Um, here in our state of Wisconsin, Avery, Stephen Avery came to fame because he was wrongfully convicted. And he was one of the first projects that the Innocent Project uh, with Barry Sheck took on to uh, free people uh, who were wrongly convicted. And uh, Avery was one of the first cases they got overturned uh, that he supposedly caused a rape in the state of Wisconsin. The state of Wisconsin finds out many years before he ever released it, specifically the city of Manitowoc, where the crime happened, that uh, he was innocent, and they let the man rot in jail for, for another, like, 
five, six, maybe up to nine years. Like somebody got the note, like you got the wrong guy in prison. And the guy just basically took the phone call and never did anything about it. So Stephen Avery was suing the state of Wisconsin for $36 million. And uh, so all of a sudden this reporter here in the state of Wisconsin, well, she was a uh, photographer and she would travel around and take pictures of cars and Stephen Avery lived on a salvage yard and uh, he was one of the last he, uh, by accounts he's one of the last people to see her other than the person that really murdered her and uh, there's a lot of speculation around her former boyfriend and they zeroed in on Avery, Avery right away and a lot of people believe they zeroed in basically on Avery because of the $36 million lawsuit. And a lot of people already were looking bad in that community that convicted him. And then ignoring um, the call to, you know, that they had the wrong guy. And, and a lot of people looked really horrible and were going to look even worse. So there's this theory that uh, it's not a theory, it's fact that he was framed. And so... Uh, with the Brendan Dassey case, I've talked about that a little bit, and um, I'll come back to Stephen Avery in just a minute here. But uh, Brendan Dassey's case has gone through all the legal uh, proceedings. Um, you get like three whacks at it, and I'm not a legal scholar, but uh, this is my take on it. He had his opportunities. It went to three federal courts. He won in two federal courts. And it went for a third, and he lost on the third. And so um, the only way he's going to walk is if the governor of the state of Wisconsin would pardon him. Um, there was a, uh, the fed, federal government has no uh, case. There was a petition at one time floating around when Barack Obama was president. And, um, you, you know, he just put it out there that federal courts and you know the feds cannot do the uh undo the state uh conviction so back to Stephen Avery and Stephen Avery's attorney Kathleen Zellner uh who is like if you there there was making murder one and then there they came out with a follow-up to it uh making a murderer two and what's interesting is first watch the first series if you haven't. The second series, Kathleen Zellner, the person that's trying to free Stephen Avery, who has a fabulous track record. She has 19 exonerations of getting people who were wrongly convicted um, free. And so Stephen Avery, um, she just put a tweet out the other day that... Um, he's going to be freed at some point. It's just a matter of time because she has so much evidence. And I've been following this case since 2015. And the only evidence that ever comes out is against the state of Wisconsin. It's never against anybody uh, else but uh, the state of Wisconsin. And I know she must have a couple of trump cards because she is very confident that it's just a matter of time before 
he gets freed. Um, and so I'm sure she's holding back a few pieces of information. But in that second documentary, you'll see how she debunks all the state's theories on how, um, how uh, you know, the, the, the main key pieces that of the state's prosecution. She unraveled every one of them. And uh, this guy is, uh, you know, a lot of people lately are saying, well, there's a bunch of jail recordings. So when you are in prison and you want to call out to somebody, they're all, or one's coming in, they're all, um, they are all recorded. And if you listen to his jail calls, never once, never once does the guy slip up and a lot of people are like, well, why isn't he mad and why isn't he angry on these phone calls? Well, he spent 15 years uh, being wrongly convicted before in prison. And so I'm sure he learned how to channel that anger as kind of a useless emotion. And in a lot of these calls, especially early on, before he was convicted, you always could hear the sense of hope, like, oh, this is going to be the peace. You know, I didn't do this, so this will free me. I didn't do that, so this will free me. Um, but he got railroaded, you know, and they, they, the state of Wisconsin threw a lot of wrong evidence to them. So um, that's kind of my update is that his attorney, Kathleen Zellner, who's uh, unturned 19 other cases before. She early on uh, went to interview Avery. And if anybody would know that he is guilty, it would be her because she's not working on this solo. She's got a team of attorneys that are, you know, she's got a whole football team of attorneys that are digging up information and working on this case and if anybody would know that he is guilty it would be them by now right so she's not going to keep working on this thing for she's putting her own money up her own do re me you know he doesn't have any money she's she's funding this thing and uh so she's a believer in justice i am too i'm sure you are and uh let's let's hope this happens and then Finally, um, I always like to give you something positive to work in your daily life. And my message coming to me today is easy does it. You know, we all rush around so much in the society. I think, too, after the COVID, we're not going to be rushing around so much. Um, I think people are going to, you know, they're getting really great family time now. They're going to like that feel-good feeling that comes from that. And when we go back to work, when COVID gets behind us, and it will get behind us at some point, it's a matter of time. I don't know when that is, but this is a good time to self-reflect. This is a renaissance period. I said, you know, there's a lot of things changing. I was watching some of the uh, Democratic convention last night, and afterwards they were talking about how they might not even have a convention anymore. It might all be online in the future. So um, there's a lot of things changing. I know my work, we used to go in for personal meetings. We don't have to do that anymore. So there's, you know, that's that's a bravo. In my world, I don't have to travel and I can just sit at home and, and do the meeting. And I'm sure a lot of you feel that same way. So uh, easy does it. So try to do one last thing today. Um, try to get your life, you know, 
uh, try to get it structured in a way where you know when to turn the work switch off, you know. Um, for me, it's four in the afternoon. I do not do any more work after four in the afternoon. I try to do all my work during daylight hours and I try to do recreation in the evening. I always try to do something fun and, um, I, you know, I hope you do too because your life's important. We need recreation. That's part of that wellness we all was talking about earlier. Uh, you need recreation. So, um, recreation is not just it's to save up energy restore yourself so when you do come back to your projects and your work and then I asked a social work client this yesterday where do you see yourself in in a year from now right and in this pandemic I really kind of recommend to just try to just be day-to-day but but there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, when 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 Corona clears up, what do you want to be doing with your life? This might be a good time to be working on some education, um, working on those projects, getting ready to get out there with that new business. And so, hey, um, I'm on my way out the door for, for uh, a little R&R. And uh, so you, hopefully... Uh, the message today is getting through to Easy Does It to relax and uh, put a smile on your face today. Show the world you're okay. You know, COVID can't take your laughter. It can't take uh, your friendships. It can't take your love away. So, hey, have a great one today. Um, thanks for hanging out with Grandpa Jim. If you like these types of podcasts, if you could, please hit subscribe. And also, um, if something touched you, If you could share it with a friend, I'd really appreciate it. So have a wonderful day, and uh, I'll be doing some podcasts. My next round of podcasts should be coming from the shores of the great Mississippi River. So have a wonderful, awesome day.